The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. And I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. Welcome back to the podcast that has to choose its loyalty between Ionic Supreme and Shamrock Shakes, Cadbury Eggs, and Poonchki Day Poonchkis. Poonchki Day is almost upon us. Oh, I could already, like I could feel it. You know how sometimes, you know, you could just feel something in your in your body, in your bones? I could feel Poonchki Day. It's like your spider sense, your spidey yeah. sense tingling? Some, yeah, my inner cream filling is tingling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it must not be tingling too hard because you just sent a picture to Dave and I of you in a new T-shirt you bought, and you're a new man. You're looking slim and trim. Well, I've made some progress. I, you know, I plateaued for a little bit, but then I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm still about 15 pounds lighter than what I would say was my last decade average. You know, I go to the doctor every year and get the <laughs> physical, and my average over the past decade has been a good solid 224. And uh, and and I'm down to 209, and my goal is to hit 200. I, well, I'd like to hit like 199, so that I could say I'm below 200. What's your wedding weight? Wedding Isn't weight was 190. An important benchmark for an adult person. Yeah, your wedding weight. You know, you know, because most people work really hard to be slim and trim for their wedding, uh, and or at least they're slimmest and trimmest. You know, all, it's all relative, obviously. So I was uh, shooting for that. For some reason, 190 was my magic number back then. And uh, that's where I was for the wedding. Uh, I, you know, I guess if I really wanted to go full, um, I was going to say full Derek Chester, but, you know, uh, he's a, <laughs> Sure, listener, Dr. Derek Chester in Colorado, who's gone like full CrossFit. Like he's man, just shredded. He, he almost makes me give up when I see that because I'm like, that's unattainable because he's yeah, that's, so that's the, shredded. Uh, that's the opposite of Fitzbo. Because it's inspirational. Yeah, well, because he, I mean, he's so, it's a lifestyle, right? Like, that's his lifestyle. Um, it's like a religion or like, it's just who he is. It's in his body and it's in his, you know, and, and I realize he wasn't always like that. He that's did post. Kid, but you're in foster care now. He did post a picture of himself when he was like my weight, like 225 or something. And it did look like Derek Chester had eaten Derek Chester. Um, nesting Chesters? Yes, <laughs> Nesting Chesters. I was in a band called Nesting Chesters. In uh, what did you guys play? The prog rock. All right, sure. So, um, anyway, he's just unbelievably uh, trim now and and fit and ripped. I mean, ripped. So, uh, you know, I could someday hope to look like that, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I could still be a one ninety nine, uh, one ninety eight me. So anyway, this morning, I've been fairly motivated lately, like running every day, doing some extra, like I'll do two things a day. So I'll, I'll, I'll run once and then I'll do like a, um, like a, what's called like a Tabata thing where you do this, it's a high intensity interval. Isn't that training. the forbidden dance? No, that's the Lombata. Oh. Let's see. Yes, that is, uh, I, I've tried that, but it's, I just keep getting slapped and, you know, I just walk up and start the Lombata. Say, like, hey, I'm trying to lose some weight. Want to? How about we Lombada? It's the forbidden dance. It's right. forbidden to do it against your wife. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I do this interval training thing to try to, you know, kind of do some core stuff because that's that's where I've been weak is in that midsection. Uh, that's why I've had like the bad posture and the headaches, but all that stuff is really cleared up for the most part. So I feel pretty good. Um, uh, so anyway, I walk in the work today and someone had left a box of donuts out from yesterday, you know, with the intention of someone eating them today because they sure did look pretty tasty. And I, I went as far as I walked up to the table and I even opened the lid. I opened the lid. Oh, you're playing with fire. Oh, yeah. My, my hand was in there. Like my hand was in the box and staring, box. staring back at me was this like glossy, beautiful Boston cream. You know, my, oh, uh, my Boston arch cream. enemy, Boston cream. Hey, Todd, it's me, Boston Cream. Oh, Got, open the box, okay? You gotta, I, I just swallowed the, I just swallowed the, the, the marathon bombing. Now you gotta celebrate by eating me, all right? Well, I, I had to be Boston strong to avoid eating that <laughs> donut, that's for sure. 
and uh, uh, and I didn't. I physically had to like say no out loud. I could not just not even in my head. I had to. I had to physically out loud go no, and and slam the lid closed and walk away. Like a kid who just had a like a van pull up, mm-hmm. and somebody say, "Hey, mom's in the hospital. Hop in the back of my van. I'll take you to her." <laughs> you take a big step back and you say, "No, <laughs> no." I mean, even tonight, you know, this is before we came down to record. It's like, well, here, let me grab a handful of dessert items and go to the basement. Um, <laughs> but I'm down here with a, a a nice cup of tea, a nice hot tea with lemon and honey. And, uh, you know, I've had worse things. <laughs> Name three. <laughs> Don't make me do it. <laughs> oh, no. A hot cup of Give up. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for planes to catch and bills to pay. That's where I know the cake looks funny, Daddy, but I sure tried. Aww. Don't you just, uh, I got a little, I had that little uh, lump in my throat as soon as you said that. A little misty, a little lopsided cake, big eyes looking up at you. Walk beside the pony, Daddy. It's my first ride. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Oh, I gotta push it back down. Push down the feelings. Um, final daddy-daughter dance just happened last week. Wow. Uh, so the last couple of years at my daughter's school, they've decided... And here's, here's the thing. I don't think they did it for the dads. I don't think they did it for the daughters. I think they did it for the moms who organized the party, the dance. That they make these theme dances, you know? And not just like under the sea or you isn't know, daddy daughter enough of a theme? Isn't that a, that's my point? Isn't it? Isn't that the theme? Right, that the dads get on a suit and tie, the girls put on a pretty dress, and they go on a date and a dance, and they you know yeah. drink punch and slow dance, and the girl steps on your dad's feet and rock back and forth. But it's really, gilding the lily, or as my friend uh, my friend Tim in New York listener says, uh, it's a hat on a hat. Yes. <laughs> It is. They're putting a hat on a hat. And in the end, I think they're taking away that, you know, the daddy-daughter, um, uh, what would you call that? The magic the of it. The romance, mystique the of magic. it. Not the romance, but just kind of that, you <laughs> the know. The sexiness. The daddy-daughterness of it. And it just right. it becomes about the costumes. Because last year was sock hop, so you had everyone dressed as greasers or preppies. You know, uh, in this was the Great Depression. In the <laughs> people were dressed as pencil salesmen, <laughs> WPA workers, people from the uh, production of Cradle Will Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kids love a good '30s theme. It came as a uh, as FDR in the just in a wheelchair. It really made it really hard. <laughs> Said FDR in the, with polio. Sure, but you have to pretend like you don't have polio. Yeah. When anybody's looking, you have somebody hold you up by the wall, and then when nobody's looking, you sit in the chair. <laughs> well, uh, so so this year was an '80s theme, right? So and and they do get they give you the option. They're like, you know, dress up in your favorite '80s gear, or come dressed up, it's or a, be a jerk, or be a jerk. That's yeah, it, yeah. yeah spoil sport and embarrass your daughter. Yeah. So, but to me, it it definitely, it takes some of the shine off of the daddy-daughter, you know, experience. So, uh, but it was... You have a Sadie Hawkins dance. Mm -hmm. It's about showing women that sometimes they can make choices. (laughs) I mean, like once a year. Once a year. That's enough. So So if you also dress like hippies, oh man, it's a mess. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance. Yes. So the, uh, it does take some of the pressure off, you know... Uh, fitting in my suit, but this would have been the right, good you year. Could wear one of those David Byrne suits. They're gigantic. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it's funny. You know what? I didn't realize. I've I forgot how varied eighty. Like if you say, "Hey, I'm going to dress up in '80s uh, clothing," well, that leaves a lot of a lot of possibilities. There's not just one thing. I think kind of in the '50s or whatever, you can kind of get it down to maybe two things. You know, if you're if you're a boy, you know, like I said, either you're going to be like a greaser or a preppy, you know, like a nerd kind of preppy thing. Or, but in the '80s dance, I walked in and I realized uh, one that some of these dads, you know, got way too excited about dressing up for the '80s. 
um, but also that there were so many more options. Like I, so you could be like Don Johnson from Miami Vice. There was right? one of those. There was a there was a couple of those. You could be a Ghostbuster. There was lots of Ghostbuster T-shirts. Okay, sure. Uh, there, yeah. boy George. <laughs> there was a couple of boy Georges, but there were some guys with like punk rock, like giant spiky mohawk wigs on. You know. Oh sure, uh huh. There, uh, there were uh, like preppy, kind of like the Don Johnson look, but like the preppy, uh, you know, uh, pink polo with the collar up and the sweater around the shoulders. Kind of like, oh yeah, you could be like a a bad guy from a John Hughes movie. It's exactly yeah yeah, it's <laughs> exactly who you'd be. And then there were uh, any uh, Ferris Bueller vests? Any like leopard sweater vests? There you know, did I see specifically that? I don't think I saw that, but I did see that when actually when I was shopping for my outfit, I did see that on Amazon as a possibility, and I did think about that. You could be Reagan era Surgeon General C. Everett Coop mm-hmm. with a, mu- a beard with no mustache. <laughs> yeah, epaulets. I didn't think about that. I was going to do Gorbachev and just put the big birthmark on my head since That's I'm bald good. now. I could have gone Gorbachev. Mm-hmm. Well, the there was also like hairband kind of look, you know, the rock and roll hairband look. Sure. Um, Cinderella or Dokken. There was yes, six from Motley Crue. Well, and then there was the like hey, Eddie from Maiden, the like rotted guy on the albums. The giant gold chain, like gold rope chain necklaces. You know, like, like Run, Run DMC. Run DMC had a had a following there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it was all over the place. Now, I went simple. I just went with an MTV t- T-shirt. I loved my MTV T-shirt. It had it had the 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 M of MTV was filled in with like the the color test screen of the TV. Nice. Um, so this is a classic. You know, there were. The, I'm glad I had two choices. It was either that one or the or a black T-shirt that said "I want my MTV," which I think. Uh, was trying a little too hard. And I think I was right because there were three other guys wearing that black I want my MTV t-shirt. And I was the only one that wore an MTV t-shirt that looked like one you might actually wear in the 80s. Wow, and not one referencing the 80s. Not one reference. That was the difference. I didn't want to reference the 80s. I wanted to have, you know, and so I tight rolled my jeans and... uh, Uh Did you walk by the guys in the tryhard shirts and throw some 80s shade at them, like call them jerkwads or something? (laughs) You know, no, there's enough awkwardness already at that dance. I didn't want to add to it. Uh, and so uh, there was uh, – the DJ was – looked like somebody's dad. Um, they've really – they really cheaped out on the DJs the last few years, I think. They don't pay them, so I think they're looking for volunteer DJs. So last year it was uh, uh, somebody's, like, brother, like, older brother and his iPod connected to an aux I'm cable. The brother, the brother from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah, it's Roderick a, with the band yeah. Loaded, Loaded Diaper. Loaded Diaper, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so uh, so this year's DJ mixed in a lot of uh, modern songs because I think he thought the girls wouldn't dance if he didn't do that. Um, oh, he, he spent, that's too bad. It's only a two-hour dance, right? So you don't have a – there's not like a ton of time. You know, because there's, you know, you go, there's like a room with snacks and treats, and so you spend some time in there. You got to get your pictures, which take three and a half hours. I was going to say, the pictures take longer than the dance. And the dance is only two hours total, so. Get in front of that laser background. Yeah. So you actually have to stand in line for three hours to get your pictures and then get inside a DeLorean time machine to go back to the dance so you didn't miss it. Marty, we've got to go back. (laughs) It's your dance. It's your daddy-daughter dance, Marty. And uh, could you dress like an '80s DJ? Like, could the, was a DJ dressed as Larry Lujak? <laughs> no, he was. That's the thing. He didn't even dress up. It was. I'm How about Wolfman you. Jack? Hey, everybody! There's a border radio. <laughs> so the uh, so he threw in too many modern songs, and he spent way too much time doing these like competitions like all right now we're all gonna have this dance competition and now we're all gonna have this dance competition it's like just you know dude throw in some like just we'll just dance we're fine like you're a daddy daughter dance wait like a limbo like what were you competing at uh i don't even know what was the 80s were you like doing the head spin or the that's the thing he didn't do the only 80s one he did which i don't even know was it really 80s it might have been more like a 90s because it was uh will smith and dj jazzy jeff um some dance thing uh, I can't. I they went boom, 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 boom. Jump on it, 
Jump on it, right? You know what that one? Hmm, looking. Boom, boom. Is that what that? I don't know. Honestly, I can't. I don't, I don't know. Well, if you are going to have a, an 80s dance-off, it should be an electric boogaloo to save the save the youth center. Yes, that's what, that's what it should have been. And it, there was no breakdancing. I was I was going to bust out some breakdance moves, and bust he never played a good... Slider? Yeah, I brought my piece of cardboard. Ellie did make me leave it in the car, but I had my cardboard. <laughs> right? I was going to do some head spins. And, uh, you know, but the guy didn't play anything breakdancey. And uh, I think the song in which DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince repeatedly say jump on it is the song Jump On It. Oh, well, that would make sense. Jump mm-hmm. on it. No, okay. Um, so there wasn't as much time you know, uh, of just daddy-daughter dance stuff. And then when I think he's going to play, I'm like, okay, you know, this is the last daddy-daughter dance. I was probably, you know, I may get a little emotional about it. Um, when he starts to talk about, first of all, the DJ loved to talk. way was so much talking. But he when talk done. Zero, yes. Yeah. Um, when there was uh, uh, the one time he was going to play a slow song, I think he might have played a couple, but this was the... One that oh, sorry. Me. Jump on it is Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, okay. Played on the Fresh Prince television program, and uh, Jeff and Will uh, danced to Sugar okay. Hill Gang's "Jump on It." That's so what the, it was. That's what. There it, you go. But I don't even know if that happened in the eighties. That would be nineties. Yeah. Right. Wasn't that whole show kind of in the nineties? That's what I feel like. So. Uh, so he says, oh, well, you know, he says something something along the lines of, you know, every time there's a daddy-daughter dance or or every wedding, you know, when it's time for the father, uh, for the father of the bride, you know, it's inevitable that you hear this song. And I'm waiting for Butterfly Kiss. I'm like, okay, here it comes. You know, this is when it's going to get me. And he starts playing, you've lost that love and feeling. Wait, what? <laughs> you- there's no point. I'm like, what? Turn in your eyes when I kiss <laughs> your lips. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? Is this? Does he have a daughter? Does he have? <laughs> has he ever been to a daddy daughter dance? Does he? Did he do any research? But he playing. You've lost that love and feeling for as like the which and not only that, but he also said this is the daddy daughter song, the official daddy daughter anthem of Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, and it was just. It, uh, I, so again, it was disappointing. Maybe, maybe I get down on my knees for you if you would only love me like you used to do. Oh yeah, he no. has a very strange relationship with his daughter. Believe me, I had a. It was a hard. It was that was a hard one to dance through because I'm like, what is going on here? So, uh, so we never got the dad. So, in one way, I guess I was spared the emotional distress of the last daddy daughter dance because there was no emotional distress. Um, ah. And but at the same time, I was a little disappointed about it. Like, let's just do a traditional daddy daughter. (laughs) There's no need for a theme, you know. Like you said, don't put a hat on a hat. The dads (laughs) put on the suits, the girls put on dresses, they get a corsage, they, you know, maybe take them out to Olive Garden before you go to the dance, and then you bring them to the dance. Throw on, you know, throw on some fun music for the, you know, so some fast dances, some slow dances. You finish with butterfly kisses. Everybody goes home. That's it. That's your daddy-daughter dance. No. Nope. <clears throat> daddy-daughter dance is you dress like Ivan Boski, and she dresses like Soleil Moon Fry, and then you dance to the traditional daddy-daughter romantic anthem, She Blinded Me With Science. <laughs> Hey, folks, you already shop at Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? It's simple. It's gotten even simpler. Todd has made an adjustment to our site. And you know I like to adjust. He does. He adjusts all day long. He wears out a spot on the front of his jeans. Uh, <laughs> if you go to paternitypodcast.com, our website, you will find an Amazon portal on the front page right underneath the l- newest episode. You will find a link to the Amazon portal, which means you go to paternitypodcast.com, you see a big old Amazon banner, you click on it, it takes you to Amazon, and then you buy stuff, and we get a percentage of Amazon's profits to pay for this show. We need that money. This show's expensive. And 
you can do it without signing up for anything, without paying anything extra. We use the money to keep the show on the air. Uh, we've been buying things on Amazon. You should, too, and you should please try to remember to use that portal. Todd, what have you bought on the Amazons lately? Well, I'm, here's the problem about Amazon. It's way too easy. It's way mm-hmm. They make it way too easy to... Uh, to buy things, and it's it's a blessing and a curse. I love it because it's easy, and I hate it because it's easy, which means when I have bad choices in my cart, it's just as easy to click that button as it is when I have perfectly good choices in the cart. So um, you know that I do like I like my gaming a little bit. There's some there's some Xbox games that I enjoy. Right now I have, I have a complete obsession with Rocket League, um, which is a, uh, a cross between soccer and cars. So you drive race cars that you drive around and and play soccer against other people with online, which is to me. What parts of the cars kick? Well, you flip the cars into the ball, so that you just hit the ball with whatever part of the car you can—the back, the front, the bottom, the top, however you can get to it. You know, it's got and it's called Rocket League, so it has these—they have these rockets on the car, so you can jump in the air and then activate your rocket and then fly through the air and hit the ball into the goal. And everything explodes, and it's it's so much fun. Scratching your old Carmageddon itch. It is a little bit because I love ga- – here's the thing. This is what this game fulfills for me. My two favorite things about video games, the competition of the sports part of it and the driving of cars, which I love driving video cars. <laughs> and so it just it, – it, it fills my uh, video game-sized hole in my heart. Wow. Um, yeah, I recall in the 90s, the late 90s when we lived together, Carmageddon. you would disappear into your room for <laughs> – Seemingly days at a time, just playing Carmageddon, and you'd come out. That that's you know when you play a video game for too long, and the mechanics yeah. of the game just like work into your reality, mm-hmm. and you feel like you could come out of the room and be in that game, and you would come out of the room to go like run to the store and get us a giant stack of DiGiorno's, and you'd be <laughs> like, I think I can't drive right now because I've been running people yeah, over. Yeah, half, the, the, half the point of the game is to run over as many people as you can. Yeah, it's like death race. You turn them into a red mist, so I don't think getting into a real car and <laughs> ah. driving to a jewel, driving to the jewels is not a good idea. They should put a, a little disclaimer on the side, like you know, like on medicines, say mm. don't operate. Yeah, within two hours or something. You, need, you definitely need a cool-down period. Uh, and have you always been that way about car games? Like, can you go back ge- different generations and say, "Ah, yes, I remember in 1987 when I played City Connection for three weeks." <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it really happened until I was dry. You know, until I was physically a driver. You know what I mean? So, 16. I didn't have a lot of car racing games. I, there was a period of my life where I didn't play video games because, you know, like I said before, we we were a Sega family, which I was secretly <laughs> ashamed of. So um, I didn't pursue a lot of Sega games. So we didn't. I never had a car racing game on Sega. I don't even know if they made one. Sega Genesis. Um, yeah, so- that's nothing. We were a Turbo Graphics family, and I uh, <laughs> was embarrassed to go to school because everyone would call me Bonk. <laughs> well, so until I got Carmageddon with my first, I think, real car uh, game, and now I'm sure people would say, "Well, man, you must have really loved." Uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto or something like that, but I really never got into that. Um, you know, punching hookers is not my thing. And uh not video games anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I got some stories from when we lived together, but <laughs> Well, uh so I've I I play you know, if I if I have some free time and I'm you know, I don't want to just sit in front of a TV and do just stare at a show, so I'll just play a video game instead. I feel like I can't run something. over any of the people on this show. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, like I don't know how to win Modern Family, so I just uh, put on a video game instead. Um, you can't win Modern Family. You can only endure. <laughs> That's true. Oh, it's true. Um the uh, uh so anyway i've become so my son plays a lot of video games too but he's more like the nba 2k type of you know kid and and or or he's you know the uh oh gosh call of duty stuff i played call of duty a lot with him too and that was fun and i enjoyed it but but i i didn't get that pull you know where i felt like i had to play until i started playing rocket league and i feel like i have to play rocket league so uh 
I bought my own controller, like my own personal. We have, you know, we have like three Xbox controllers. You describe whichever one. But now I'm getting very particular. Like I picked one up the other day and I went to use it. I'm like, something's wrong with this A button. Like, what is going? Like, who's who's messing with this controller? Something's wrong with this. The left stick is is pulling to the right now. So, um, so is that a matter of it being broken or? I think it's just Pardon a matter of calibrating your specifications. No, it's wear and tear on them, mm. and because um, I think Alex is harder on his remote than I am. You know, he will what they call spam the buttons when he's playing a game, and it, which just means hit mush them a lot or hit them hard or you know, uh, he's just rough on it. I think all kids are because they don't they don't care how much things cost. Well, uh, they also don't understand this is like a finite amount of. Yeah, Pressure. you know, there's it only lifetime. Registers. Yeah, there, there's, yeah, it doesn't go to eleven. Yes. <laughs> so, um, oh, hold on, pause. At least give me a kiss. Good night. Good night, Ellie. <laughs> so, um, so I decided that I was going to go on Amazon with my adult money that I earn at work and buy myself a Xbox remote that only I would use. What's well, different color than all the other ones and no one else will use it but me. And it is my adult remote for video games. I guess no one would think this is odd if it was your own bowling ball, your own pool cue, your own what? Cigarette case? I guess. Yeah, I just feel like it's you know, why do I need to the video game system that I bought for my child, I need to hide my own remote for it so no one else could use it. But that's what I'm going to do. No one's using this Is it one. personalized in any way? Does it say, like, Daddy's Little well, Wonder it's a, on it's it? It's just or? a different color than all the other ones. So okay. All the other ones are black. This one's a white one. So, um... Doesn't it have, like, a drink holder? No. Like a be, beer koozie on the side? nice if it did, though. So I just, you know... I, I, I'm sure there's other, you know... Adult gamers out there who, yeah, maybe feel that there's nothing wrong with that, and you know, if I'm going to play the game, I can buy my own remote. But uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a childish thing. And when you became a man, I thought you put away childish things. Yeah, I know. Your kids are going to be jealous though, because now, now Alex has got this jank remote that pulls to the left. Yes, you're going to be you're going to be pwning him in Rocket League. I already do. Well, that's the thing that started to happen with uh, – so the first time uh, I bought a, a chat headset, like a headset, I wanted to have a headset because if I was going to play the game at night when Kelly was sleeping – and this is back when it was like a shoot 'em up We played Titanfall a lot. And I said, well, I'm going to use a headset so that it's not loud and people can sleep. Well, as soon as I had one, Alex had to start using it. Of course, he broke it immediately because he puts it away by just shoving it in the cabinet and closing the door on the wires – and I'm like, forget it. You can't use my headset anymore. So I had my own headset. Now, I'll, <laughs> now I have my own controller. So I'm like, you cannot use my stuff. <laughs> Break your own stuff. This stuff is mine. This video game is mine. Stupid kid, you're not ruining Rocket Car Soccer League for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it was a really good deal on Amazon. So I highly recommend if you need, if you need your own personal Xbox One remote, get it on Amazon through our portal. If you, too, want to big-time your children at their own games. <laughs> That's right. Hey, if you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick and easy and helps other listeners find us. You can also read our weekly paternity test blog at ChicagoParent.com. Had a big one this week on top five celebrations that prove why people hate modern parents. It's gone quite viral. Are all of those things really real? Because I read that, and I was like, these can't be real things. And if they are... Um, I'm glad that my children are, um, you know, older now. Very Evidently, they are real. I had not heard of some of them. I'd heard of some of them. I, I thought they might be apocryphal, but people in the comment section on Chicago Parent uh, or on the Chicago Parent Facebook page said uh, that they've been to all of them. Oh like some God. people have said, oh, I've been to all of these so many times. The one There was one that I confused what it was. When it was it was a gender party, right? Like a gender naming party? Oh, a gender reveal party? Gender yeah. reveal party. I thought it was a party where the kid reveals what gender they're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I know I, like, I now identify as this. And uh-huh. then they celebrate it. Everybody waits downstairs, and the kid appears at the top of the staircase, either in a fetching gown or, <laughs> like, overalls and a backwards red cap. 
Yeah, that's honestly when I read the title of it, I'm like, oh, is that a thing now? That's how you let your friends know what gender you identify with? But no, it's where you reveal what gender your baby is going to be mm-hmm. biologically until they decide otherwise later in life. Mm. So it's a, it's a what present are you going to buy me party. You have your friends. So you have a party to tell them. So explain this. Do you have a party so you could tell your friends what they're going to bring you at the next party? Or whatever they tell you, the gender. And they're the sex, I should say, the sex. And then you go home and you make a cake and see they're blue on the inside or pink on the uh, inside. And you have all your friends over. And then they eat the cake and they go, oh, it's going to be a boy. It's a blue cake. And then you hand them a link to your registry. Say, go buy me baseball equipment. What if I prefer chocolate cake? Uh, then the baby's going to be black. <laughs> but you I, still don't know the gender. Yeah, I guess so. That's I, why we have passed out a, uh, the checkerboard cake at our, <laughs> at our party. Did you have to have a, a, a race reveal cake? What, what flavor the baby's going to be? Uh, it was called the birth, and uh, <laughs> my wife was very mad about it. <laughs> I ordered chocolate. This somehow vanilla has arrived, and I'm not pleased. <laughs> and she's still not pleased. And now it's time for Eat This and Not That, where cream filling is mandatory. Custard or GTFO, that's what I say. Mm. And you know what? You don't even have to be custard. I'll take some jelly. I'll take some jelly filling. Some jam, whatever you want to call it. I feel like I haven't had a jelly donut in oh. 30 years. Do they still make them? Absolutely. Are they always red? Uh, I guess you've getting, you can get some like berry, like blackberry ones or whatever, but mostly they're going to be red. Strawberry-ish. Now, see, that's what's beautiful about being in Chicago is uh, sometimes you get a, is it a kolachki? Is that how you say that? Kolachki? Yeah, is that, that's the jelly filled. Yeah, it's kind of the a jelly on top, right? It's on top, so you can tell yeah, before you, you see bite what's it. And those coming in all the colors of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once I I, I I once drank all the jelly out of a dozen jelly donuts through a straw. Wait, is that true? Absolutely, I did it for. Uh, <laughs> I did it in my younger days. Uh, it it went along. It was performance art. My friends uh, in a, were in Grandpa's pants, and they did a song. Uh, about Round Boy Deluxe, which was, uh, you know, they named him after me. And uh, they needed, so while they sang the song, I was on stage in like a child size Bears jersey that didn't fit <laughs> me. And uh, and I they had a dozen jelly donuts there, and I pick, would pick them up one at a time and drink the jelly out through the straw and then throw it down and pick up the next one. <laughs> I just did that throughout the whole song. That's amazing. I somehow I don't know this. Really? There's pictures somewhere. I think I have pictures. I have to see it. See. But yes, so I, I went to the I went to like the thrift store and found a child sized bear's jersey that I could barely get over my head and barely get my arms through. So I put that on with no nothing underneath it, so it was just the rest of my fatness sticking out and uh and drank jelly out of donuts. You're like the Klaus Nomi of gluttony. <laughs> well, it was a dark time. Wow! And then you just you just discarded the the, the rest shell, of the, donut, the empty husks, like yes, <laughs> so much sugary nothing. Well, speaking of cream filling, we were talking about punchkis earlier in the show, and you sent me a link that there is now a punchki inspired ale that you can get yes. um, on Fat Tuesdays. On Fat Tuesday, so it's to, we are recording this on the twenty second. Fat Tuesday this year will be the twenty eighth, mm-hmm. so less than a week till till uh, Punchki Day. And uh, punchkis, for those of you who don't know, although we talk about it every year, is a <laughs> Polish. Uh, filled donut. They're delicious. Well, it's not Polish bacon. filled. It's not filled with Polish people. Uh, no, but if it was filled with Polish sausage, I would eat the hell out of that. <laughs> wow, I would want that day to come more than once a year. So it's called. Uh, so you, so you, so on fat. This is their version on Fat Tuesday, right? So you get your poochki because then you're about to uh, whatever you're going to give up for Lent. Uh, I guess you you treat yourself to some poochkis before you. Uh, give up something that you could easily give up the rest of the oh, year. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it was because 
like Jesus had some jelly donuts on Tuesday, and then he rode into what Jerusalem and yeah. got iced. He made uh, some. Uh, he took some unleavened bread and turned it into cream-filled pastries. Mm-hmm. They didn't think there were going to be enough cream-filled pastries for all the people. Yes. Then there was like so many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this beer is by uh, Brewery Vivant, which is a great. Uh, brewery in is it Grand Rapids, Michigan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make some very tasty, expensive um, four-pack cans of uh, craft brews. Yeah, they they've got a farmhouse that I think is wonderful. What is it? I'll look it up. But uh, yeah, so you have to get it. I think in their tap room on Tap Fat Tuesday, the first X number of people to roll through the door to. Waddle through the door and roll out of it. Get to uh, have this beer, and I don't know, man. If you're up for a for a road trip to Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. well, it's um, yeah. So they they call it Fat Punchki Ale, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's a hit, like uh, what what was what are the flavor notes to it? I'm assuming it's a creamy ale. I think it's that powdered sugar. Um. It sounds very sweet. Um, Farmhand is their French-style farmhouse ale, which is very, very good. Um, What is there? There's another one, I think, that I drink a ton of. Uh, But they don't make any bad ones. And their fat punchki ale. Do you have it yet? Yeah, so um, it says that they're going to offer limited edition just on on February 28th at 3 p.m., uh, twenty-five to thirty-four pack cases. That's all they're going to make. Thirty-four pack cases. That doesn't many. seem like not in Michigan. Oh, here we go. It is uh, brewed with powdered sugar, prunes, and Belgian yeast, giving it a dark, fruity flavor, and it looks good. It does look and delicious. It's regular. Yeah, the prunes. Good for- prunes. It loosens things up. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you'd want to eat a punchki while drinking this. That might be a little they much. they pair that two punchki? Punchki? It's like punchki on punchki? It's punchki on punchki violence. It's a punchki on a punchki. Yeah, because uh, a, a punchki needs to be... I don't know that it would wash it down. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I just need a big old glass of milk with my punchkis. So, um... I would like. I will probably be washing down a punchki with a punchki, especially yeah. since now I live near Benison's Bakery uh, in Evanston, which has a punchki line that starts at about six in the morning and you know lasts till. Well, that's my question. Are you close. a punchki purist? Do you feel like you need to get them from a bakery who you know that people line up at five a.m. or can you just walk into the Jewel and get there? Just- sure, have those ones in Jewels in very high stacks as long as you get them fresh. Uh, I don't know that you'd have to blindfold me and. Give me a jewel one and give me one from a, yeah, you know, a standalone bakery and see if it's if there's a difference. And I'm assuming the traditional ones are usually just the powdered sugar coated with the cream filled, but I sure do prefer, which is really just a Boston cream donut. They've got chocolate frosting on them, chocolate icing and and cream fill, which is really then at that point you're just eating a Boston cream donut, right? Sure seems like it. Isn't that they're the same thing? But I mean. I don't want to be heretical about it, but it sure as heck seems like a Boston cream donut to me. Yeah. It's just big and fresh. Because I can't say I get a ton of pleasure out of just the powdered donut cream filled. It's a whole lot of vanilla going on there. You know what I mean? A whole lot of white flavors, and I needed something else in it. So with the chocolate frosting, that makes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and aren't we a little old to be covered in, in like powder from a donut? Like when you're a kid, yeah. you have like the, the you know, the handprints on your Miami Vice novelty shirt, that's fine, but um, you know, you get pulled over, there's white powder all over your face like Bronston Pinchot in True Romance. It's just not a good look for a grown-ass man. Yeah, it's true. We don't we we don't need to worry about whether or not we've we've got our face covered. You know, we look like the Joker or something. Now, what about the glazed? <laughs> See, there's oh, there's so many different... See, it's not just one thing. But is that accurate? Are they just sticking the word punchki on any old donut that happens to be made on the 28th? You know, it's any, uh, I think a punchki is any, uh, any, any bunch of, uh, fried dough, you know, filled fried dough, right? Because it just needs to be deep fried, right? Okay. And it needs to be filled with some 
kind of cream or sweet filling. Does it need to be made with Polish love? Well, the, you know, it, it sure helps. <laughs> it says sometimes they're covered with powdered sugar, icing, glaze, or bits of dried orange zest. So you see, it lights us. A small amount of grain alcohol is added to the dough before cooking. Oh, as it. Oh, let's see. Look at that. Clever. I've seen like lemon filling. Chocolate filled. Yeah. See, I think I think Poonski just means eat a donut. You know how uh, the Germans captured all the Poonskis? How's that? They marched backwards towards them and said they were leaving. <laughs> oh, man. Not this close to Poonski Day. I'm sorry. So, uh,. Do you know why Poonchki exists? Here's why. Because oh. because Lent, they were you know they weren't going to be using a lot of uh, you know large sugar eggs and fruit like you couldn't use that stuff during Lent. It was forbidden uh, during the fasting you know the traditional fasting of Lent. So they would have to use it all up. So they said, "What can we make with large sugar eggs and fruit?" Like, how about these fried donuts? Well, that's fantastic. So they want to get all the get rid of all the delicious things before Jesus comes to check. Yes. Yeah. Hide the I evidence. I love it. Hide the because he can't see you the rest of the year. But eat the evidence. <laughs> eat. The yeah. Evidence. I mean, he's Jesus. He's not Santa. <laughs> Social media isn't just for remembering Bowling Green, Atlanta, and Sweden. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at The Paternity Test, and on Twitter at The Dad Test. Send us a question or a comment for The Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. And now it's time for Health Beat, where turning and coughing was never so much fun. (laughs) I'm going to avoid a... Physical at this age until uh, until such time as I finally have to go to the doctor and they announce my catastrophic cancer that's in every system because I avoided a a physical for so, twenty years. So since I just turned forty, does that mean I've crossed the th- like I'm of age now that the doctor's going to want to uh, probe me next time I go there? He's going to want to. Well, do you remember uh, when you were 39 and they got the paperwork wrong and the doctor came in with a big tube o lube? Oh, yeah. He goes, and then he says, we're not going to need this. Yep. Oh. He'd already assumed the position and then he looked at the chart and said, oh, next year. Yes. So I guess I'm due. But mm-hmm. you're, that means you're overdue. I am overdue. Oh, man. Don't they have some other way of looking in there now? Can I get some kind of ultrasound? I think the old-fashioned way is just uh, as good as any. Good as any, eh? I'm too old to start a new practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if that's not a, an activity that I've partaken in at this age, is now a good time to start? <laughs> well, typically it's only a one-time thing, so... What if something tears? I mean, I'm old and brittle. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, maybe, well, I don't want to get too graphic, but, uh, you know, there might be some things you could do to prepare yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> you like, stick a balloon in there and, like, make it a little bit bigger every day? Or what? <laughs> I don't know. You like to... a angioplasty for yeah. your butt. Mm, I think I've seen some commercials about that. <laughs> well, before we get to the uh, the health beat uh, segment, which is actually a uh, sort of a, a, van, a grooming segment, uh, I want to uh, do. I've got a little bit of uh, an addendum to the ongoing scary clowns and filthy Elmos situation with my daughter's new imaginary friend Foxy. Oh yes, we all know Foxy very well. So she revealed accidentally that she has a secret, hidden imaginary friend that doesn't want her to talk about him to us. It's not so good when the imaginary friends mm-hmm. control. Uh, your kids. Yeah. Who, where? Are they, what are these bruises from, Viva? <laughs> I can't tell you. What are these paw-shaped bruises? So she had she mentioned Foxy. She joked about Foxy finally, and I thought, okay, um, it must not be that big a deal. Uh, I'm going to move on. But then I realized somebody on Twitter, 
I had sent a picture. So this is the only Foxy I know of, and it was Star Fox, which I believe is a Sega mm-hmm. game. And But then I was at a store the other day, and I realized that one of the main characters from that horror game, Five Nights at Freddy's, do you know this game? Yeah. It's an app game that's going to be a major motion picture yeah, of set in a set in a haunted Chuck E. Cheese. Uh-huh. And the robots come to life and kill you. You're the security guard. And one of the main robots is Foxy, and he has an eye patch, and his fur is all toe up so you can see the robot underneath, and he's oh. got fangs and a hook hand and robot feet like uh, like Forrest Whitaker in Rogue One or Tammy <laughs> Duckworth. So has Viva been exposed to Five Nights at Freddy's or Foxy? Well, that's what I thought. Might you know she's in preschool now? Like maybe somebody at school because I've noticed that they market it inappropriately to children. Like in oh. the children's section of stores, you will see really? Five Nights at Freddy's T-shirts and toys. Yes, yes. Um, and maybe you know if a twelve-year-old is a, t- a child or a eleven, maybe even a ten-year-old. Like yeah. I think I could have gotten into Five Nights at Freddy's in fourth or fifth grade. Okay. So that was my fear, was that my poor little five-year-old daughter has been exposed to yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's, and that's why she's so afraid, because she's got an imaginary friend. It's not so much an imaginary friend as, like, nightmares about a horror creature. Oh, yeah. So I finally sidled up to her, and I said, sweetie, uh, you know Foxy? And she didn't look up at me. She said, yeah. I said, I know you don't like to talk about him, but I'm just wondering, what's he, what's he shaped like? What's he look like? What's his, is he is he... Scary? Is he friendly? What's what's his deal? Mm-hmm. And she looks up at me with absolute disgust, and she says, "Dad, he's a fox." <laughs> did you ask her if he has a hook for a hand? I didn't because I didn't want to like put that in her head. You know what if <laughs> this is a cogito ergo sum thing? Like I think about a hook-handed fox, and therefore <laughs> there is one. Uh yeah, that's so true. I, just, I left it there, but I think that Foxy's just like Swiper. He's just like a friendly neighborhood red fox. Mm-hmm. I'm coming, Elizabeth. Maybe she got him from those. Isn't there like a car insurance commercial that's got a fox in it, like a puppet fox? It's an awfully sly character to be in a, in a shady insurance commercial. Yeah, <laughs> that probably doesn't send the right message. Our, our, motto, our mascot is a weasel. <laughs> so, health beat. Uh, I got invited this past weekend, and you know it's the middle of February. It is mm-hmm. the deer of people being in shape and people being tan, uh, people being groomed. And I got invited as I we as I frequently am now as the father of a preschooler to a swimming party. Oh, <clears throat> right. I don't know. Do you still get in February? Well, pools are indoors. Like swimming birthdays are in. Oh, I guess so. Goldfish schools and stuff, right? Well, yeah, and I guess Ellie probably was invited to a swimming party. There's a place, you know, like an indoor place, but it was the kids swimming. It wasn't for the. Ah, the, but your daughter is older. We're not quite to drop off playdates yet. Well, can't you just watch them float from the side? If you want to watch them float down, 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 and then not have time to get them. <laughs> Come on, they got they got teenage lifeguards to do that stuff for you. Teenage lifeguards, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose there are staff at these places, but I don't know. I don't know there's enough to go around. Probably next year mm-hmm. it'll be more like that. But thus far, the last couple of years have been pretty swimming party heavy, and they've all been parents in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and some are wise, you know, YMCA's and things that uh, where there isn't really a lifeguard. Like you, uh, you yourself are the lifeguard. Oh, okay. So it was gonna be, it was just gonna be shirtless time, unless I want to be, you oh, know, you fat could, dead with a t-shirt yeah, on. Yeah, swim shirt, man. They do have the cool swim shirt rash guard things, but would you wear that in a pool? I mean, that's for the beach. If there's no sun in the room, how do you justify the swim shirt? Yeah, I don't know. You could say you're. Because you're you're around a bunch of kids, so do you want to be half naked around a bunch of kids? So can you? But you're also around a bunch of moms. <laughs> are, what are the moms wearing? Uh, well, see, I live in the city. There's some moms that are still holding it down around my 
neck of the woods. <laughs> they were in all kinds of things. So, uh, hopefully, not the one that was on that was in the recent Sports Illustrated one with the the that looked like the Andre the Giant uh, <laughs> that only covered one side. Did you see Some that of- meme? The Who wore it best, and it was the. Under the giant and uh, like Kate Hudson yeah. or Kate uh, Kate Upton. Yes. Yeah, they were they were like a um, you know two band aids in a cork or mm-hmm. you know a seashell on a string and then just their hands over their bosoms just like Sports <laughs> Illustrated. So uh, I assume if there's a swim party, Melissa sends you, right? I mean, is she not? Yes. Not into the swim party. No. <laughs> so uh, how much? How long did you have to? kind of fluff yourself up for this. <laughs> well, not in that way, but you know. Well, that too. I think I knew about it for a few weeks. Um, and I'm in pretty good shape right now. Mm-hmm. Love handles aren't where I want them to be, which is to say gone. They are not gone. Are they on the sides um, of your neck? Is that why they're not where you want them to be? Right. I want Somehow. them to be on my tricep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the muscles are in place, just all the fat isn't gone. But I wasn't feeling too bad about my shape. Mm. But my color. Holy smokes. I mean, I'm a very northern Italian, like Alpine peoples. So when I am pale in the winter, I am like a fish's belly. I am like a sparkle vampire. <laughs> I am just translucent and and awful to look at, awful to behold. And I thought, well, I can't. I mean, I, so I can't wear a swimsuit. I can't mm-hmm. swim shirt. I can't wear a swimsuit. <laughs> um, can't send my wife to the party because she's black. I can't. Um, I could go. So then, okay, do I go to a tanning bed? So there's the rays, which is cancerous. It seems like I'm too old to be playing yeah. with that nonsense, right? Well, you know, you're very good with stage makeup. You could have done some very, uh, very uh, targeted shading and highlighting. Well, I kind of did. I mean, I didn't do the, the, you know, I didn't use like a brightener and a bronzer to like contour, although that would have been kind of neat um, until I got in the water and came back out and all my muscles ran off into the pool. <laughs> uh, but I did. I, lo- I looked Mr. into Mr. Brazy like the- is leaking. <laughs> Mr. Brazy got in all fetching and he came out all blobby. <laughs> um, have you ever done a spray tan? A uh, place? Nope. I ha- I did tan before my before my wedding. My wife and I, I think, both did like a ten session of tanning to, uh-huh. uh, you know, takes because we got married in March. So we were going to be very white, so we wanted to take some of the tone it down a little bit. Sure. Uh, so we did some traditional tanning beds, and uh, but I never a spray. Or bronzer or anything like that. Yeah, I've never done the spray in a place either. It's very expensive. And you read all these warnings on, like, the website, and it says, like, it could leak on your clothes or your car seat for the, a day or two. So I thought, I don't want to spend all that money. Um, probably end up like Ross on Friends. Yeah. And, like, turn my car orange on yeah. the inside. So I went to Walgreens. And I went to the like self tanner. Uh, that's always a much better option. Just do it to do it yourself, as right. opposed to the, what the professionals do. Right. When I try to fix the drain on the sink, I break the sink in half. So let me paint my body and see how that works out <laughs> for me. So there are three kinds: kinds you smear on with your own hands, which seems like a great way to be very streaky to end up yeah. looking like a giraffe when you're done. <laughs> um, there's a kind you spray, like bug spray which seems like a great way to make a brown silhouette on the wall of your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Plus, how and do you get your back, were, right? You need some help. Right. There was bronzing towelettes. What? So, like like uh, hand wipes, like you'd have at mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings, <laughs> but big and full of tanning. That would be a great prank to pull on somebody, is to swap out their, like, baby wipes with bronzing wipes. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have a really brown baby. Well, we keep baby wipes in the car just like whenever you need to wipe your hands off, you know. And so, so you do it. You hand it to somebody and you say they got something on their face. Yeah. And you say, oh, you don't, you don't have it yet. Yeah. Keep a few going. more wipes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what did you go with? Did you go with the wipes? I went with the wipes. I got the wipes. It was 12 bucks for, I think, about 12 wipes. It seems to take two 
They're individually packaged. Seems to take two wipes to cover my body. Uh, it's just How that much do you surface know in. that you've covered evenly? Well, you don't. And, of course, there is the issue of your back because I didn't want to admit to my wife that I was doing this. And so Viva I was, can't reach that nope, high too up. little. So I was uh, smudging this all over my shoulder blades and back. And luckily, we just I just traveled. So I was a little tan on my face and neck, so I didn't have to do much there. And I put and I said, watch areas where you're calloused, watch your knees, your elbows, your hands. Um, I did it, used two wipes, covered my body, uh, waited till I dried off, put on some like pajamas, woke up the next day, looked in the mirror, not a streaky mess. Like, I looked a little bit darker, not orange, because this is the thing. I don't want to look like a, a ghost boy, but I don't want to look like Donald Trump either. You know, yeah. like just an orange, try-hard, sleazy weirdo. Yeah. Uh, I will eventually. I'm, I just know someday I'm going to have my hair dyed black even though I'm 85. But Yeah. <laughs> but not today. Where, like, if you get real sweaty, you actually see black dye running down yes. the side uh, of your like, face. Pomerati, he did that kind of stuff, you know, or uh, inside the actor's studio guy. <laughs> so I do the stuff, I look good, and then I say to myself, one more coating and make it just right. Oh, yeah, always one more. What could possibly, what could possibly go, wrong? go wrong? So I did it again, I did one more coating, and then I waited about five hours, and then I looked in the mirror again, and I looked like a, a tangerine with vitiligo. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So it didn't, it didn't even go darker; just get oranger. It got oranger. It got oranger. And largely, I looked okay. I mean, I really do think my torso looked better. Um, people, maybe they were just humoring me, but they thought I looked tan. There were weird streaks, but they were in places like under my forearm, where you didn't really look, or on my thigh in my in my swimsuit area, where you have to know me very well to look. Mm. Um, but so, so you didn't. You weren't like George Hamilton. Brown, but you weren't Donald Trump orange. You think right. kind of fell in the right that sweet spot. Yeah, somewhere between the Bandasole chicken and Oompa Loompa. I think I think <laughs> I pulled it off, which is bad because it means I'm going to want to do it more. Oh yeah, right. It seems expensive and dangerous, but my hands look absurd because I didn't put on latex gloves. Oh yeah, and my hands are covered in weightlift and uh, calluses from weightlifting. My hands look so gross, dude. I mean, it looks like, speaking of proctological exams, it looks like I just gave an extremely enthusiastic one up to the wrist on both with both hands. So, <laughs> yeah, it seems like that would be, uh, they, they should almost provide you with those gloves when you buy the wipes because you're obviously going to get it on whatever you, you know what I mean? You're obviously going to uh, get the stuff on whatever you hold the wipe with. Right, it's not like it's it's two sided. It's not like a uh, some kind of uh, tanning chamois. Although mm-hmm. we might have a great uh, entre- entrepreneurial yeah. concept there, the paternity test tanning chamois. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah. You don't want to don't want to mix these up with your dude wipes. <laughs> you could... End up with an orange dude. <laughs> Well, folks, it's time for another episode of The Paternity Test to board a generation ship for Trappist One. Is that what how I say that, Trappist One? I think so, which means it not only has uh, has water, but it has Belgian ale. Oh, nice. I'm, right? I'm on board. How long will <laughs> it take to get there? Oh, a long time, so you better uh, continue to take the Ionic Supreme and do sit-ups if you want to... Uh, What's it, 40 light years uh, away? Yeah, how long does it take to fly a light year? I don't know. Oh, 39 light years away. That's nothing. <laughs> That's a snap. Grab a couple of red boxes, throw them in the DVD player in the van. We're off to Trappist One. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us every Tuesday at chicagoparent.com, every month at Chicago Parent Magazine, and call our voicemail, 657 
Bad Dads. Hey, we have to give a very special paternity test thanks to Chad in Bloomington, a listener who has sent us a very generous gift via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com where you too can give us a donation. That donation is going to go a long way in paying for our uh, domain and, of course, our internet costs uh, for this year. So thank you very much, Chad, um, from Bloomington, because hashtag this is not normal. Uh, and please consider being like Chad. Nice. Hey, as a point of fact here, point of record, the uh, it, at the current speed that the space shuttle orbits the Earth, which is 18,000 miles per hour, uh, it would take 37,000 years to go one light year. Oh, and this is 39 light years? This is 30, yeah, so it's 37,000 times 39. Oh, I think you could hang in there. You just got to want it. <laughs> just really need to commit to the uh, uh, to the uh, isogenics program. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Remember, when the unpaid DJ at your daddy-daughter dance starts to play Let's Get It On, it might be time for a trip to the punch bowl. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. <laughs> <laughs> 